0: Well, um today we're going to uh, share a message that came to me at five a m this morning, so are you guys ready for a different message? I was going to preach this morning on uh, again the um, we've been talking about the fear of the Lord, and my 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 message on the transcendence of God is on that side, but uh, um, on this side is what God gave me this morning so we're going to uh, go. I'm really emotional right now, so um, that doesn't make it more anointing. You know, God speaks to us before and after and during. He's always speaking, amen. But I feel an urgency to this. And uh, I'm going to uh, share a dream I had this morning. And then, wow, didn't expect this. So at any rate, praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would just uh, prepare our hearts to hear what you want to speak to us today. I pray, God, that you would show the urgency of the hour in which we're in and that we would not be asleep and that we would not be distracted by all that's going on in people's lives. But, Father, that we would truly hear your voice and that we would respond exactly how you want each of us individually to respond today. That there would be no manipulation there would be no guilting that only we would be led and convicted by your spirit today so holy spirit i ask that you would convict all of us today i ask for a move of the conviction of the spirit of god in this house today and father i thank you for it and i thank you how you speak to us you're speaking to our teenagers you're speaking to our young tweens you're speaking to our children You're speaking to our young adult children in visions and dreams. You're engaging and you're arresting our hearts. And we say we want more. We we give you the authority today to rest our hearts and to uh, challenge us to, to hear your voice. And so, Lord, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. So, um, today I, I know God is going to do something really neat. He always does every Sunday. We're so blessed at New Covenant to have an amazing worship team that blesses us and leads us into the to the presence of God. And God's presence is is so strong every Sunday here at New Covenant. And uh, if you don't feel God's presence, um, I want to take your pulse uh, because. He shows up, you know, and and in in our culture that's looking desperately to see that God is real You know, we don't see God with our natural eye. We see God with our spiritual eyes and we feel God with our spirit man and and he comes in waves and he comes and he's been coming and he wants to come more and He wants to blow you off your feet (laughs) And so um, early this summer um, pastor Tom gave us a prophetic warning about um, That he felt like the God was wanting to do so some, <coughs> Do something in the fall And he issued a, a prophetic warning and do you guys any, does anybody remember what that prophetic warning was <coughs> Say that again louder No distractions don't get distracted this summer but to stay focused on the Lord. And uh, as I've been uh, wrestling with the Lord and praying, um, I really feel as a church, uh, we really did get distracted. People got distracted. And so last night when I was in bed around 5 a.m., I woke up after a dream. And in my dream, um, I was putting my message together in my dream. And um, and it was for, uh, for Sunday morning, and uh, Karen was yelling at me from upstairs in the house. And she kept saying, Eric, hurry, hurry, look outside, look outside. And I was focused on the message. I, uh, and she goes, there's some, and she said some kind of animal outside. You've got to see this. And I was like, and I, and I stayed focused on the message. And she just was so adamant. And so I walked to the basement, It's not even our existing house It's the house that we were at where we started this church at in my basement And so I I felt like it was related to the church because of that And So I go out to to the walkout basement and I look out into the woods and There's an animal out there that I've never seen before it was very very It was about that tall and about that wide had a long tail and it was just uh, it was an amazing sight I don't I can't even tell you what kind of animal it was and so i i looked at it and then i went back to studying and, and preparing the message and then another scene came forward in my dream in the next scene i was uh, i was in church and we were with lots of people and and the room was very very busy people were everywhere and there was lots of conversation and i'm also being distracted by all the people for my message and i'm still i'm in this state of preparing the message But there's such a busy commotion within the church and people talking and all that kind of stuff And it actually even happened to me this morning As I was here everybody had something where when something needed to be announced something needed to be done And there was many people pulling on me as I was focusing on this message And and so it even happened literally in the physical today But in the dream I I was preparing this message and, and and there was lots of distraction and then the next scene, which was really unusual, the next scene I'm taking, I'm talking with my cousin, and I'm selling my first car. And car many times represents ministry. And uh, so by my first car, when I was in high school, I don't know if Mike remembers that Mike was at my high school, but I had this really sharp Cougar XR7. It was a 1967. It was red, white vinyl type, white leather. It had air conditioning, it had hesitation wipers. I mean, this car was loaded. And I really wish I had it back, because <laughs> that puppy would be worth a lot of money these days. But in the dream, my cousin is uh, wanting me to sell this, uh, uh, this 1967 Cougar. And uh, he introduces me to Bob Luttrell. And Bob Luttrell is who I bought my existing home from. So this is really, really crazy. And I know Bob, so he doesn't need to introduce me to me. But Bob has some antique cars. And Bob comes up and he goes, oh, I know you. And to make a long story short, I joke with Bob about giving me $75,000 for this this car. But again, it was a distraction uh, uh, about what was going on because I'm still in the dream. I'm preparing for a message today. And so it, it had to do with personal belongings, it had to do with ministry and not getting distracted. All this this whole this whole dream this morning was about distraction. And so I, I, I say that dream to kinda because this morning I was a little startled. I was I was praying and I was ready for that message. And and I was like, okay, God, are you really wanting me to change course this morning and go a different direction and i really felt a release from the lord and he said yeah i want you to change the flow and the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and so um i was distracted by my wife in the dream and she's very highly distractible she's so beautiful 32 years this 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 coming couple of weeks here <laughs> Praise the Lord awesome. She's 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 still the wife of my youth but in the dream. She uh, She was distracting me On something I'd never seen I was distracted by people at church and I was distracted by financial need to sell something in the dream and so this morning when I got up I looked up the word distracted and uh, so do you know what distracted means (laughs) Uh, it means to to uh, having an attention having your attention diverted having your attention diverted it means you're unable to concentrate because one's mind is preoccupied it means to draw away or to divert the mind or one's attention It means to be disturbed or troubled greatly in the mind. It means to divide or confuse the attention of a person. Has anybody ever been uh, diverted from their attention while they're driving? Uh I know people who have lost their life being diverted of their attention while they're driving. There's an expensive cost to having your attention diverted. My wife is on me about not responding to text messages in the car. Because she loves me so much. Not because she's a control freak, because she loves me. Has anybody ever been diverted of your attention? A question this morning. What has been distracting you? Pastor Tom gave us a warning that I don't think we heeded well, and I want to ask you, where has your attention to God been diverted? What are you worried about that is preoccupying your attention? I looked up some prophetic words this morning from Dennis Kramer and those prophetic words were ringing in my heart and it said, tell everybody to get ready. I don't want any dead weight in this house. No one lagging behind. Get ready for a group of people in this house who will press in to the purpose of God that he has destined us to. And so I want to know, what are we being distracted by in our culture? Teenagers, what are you being distracted by? I know most teenagers, you're distracted by relationships. You're distracted by all kinds of different things. But teenagers, what are you being distracted by? God's trying to get your attention. God's trying to get you to focus on Him. What are you being distracted by? young men and women in this house what are you being distracted by what is getting your attention young men young women old and young alike we are being distracted by many many other things can i can you guys admit that with me even myself i had the dream so god's speaking to me about distractions May I suggest that many of us have been distracted and unable to concentrate on God because, and and, and unable to concentrate on God and His purposes because we are consumed with worry, anxiety, pressure. Maybe we're self-absorbed. Maybe we're too busy in our life that God is being squeezed out of the picture. May I propose to us that many good things that we do in our life those good things are good but are they of the highest priority I'm reminded in Luke chapter 10 about Mary and Martha as Mary and Martha were preparing for a meal for and 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 Jesus was coming to Martha's house and I believe Tom even used this passage not too long ago but they were coming. Jesus was coming to Martha's house, and Martha was very, very busy with all the distractions. The word says she was busy with distractions, and this is one of the things that that Jesus said. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Everybody, everybody say that preparations that had to be made, preparations that had to be made we think we have to do certain things our culture is pushing us to do that we have to do certain things and what i propose to us today is that we don't have to do anything that god is not saying he wants done because there is a season and a time for everything even in ecclesiastes Solomon in the wisdom of who he was and what he did at the end of his life He said it's all meaningless all that matters at the end of my life is did I fear the Lord? And Jesus said to to Martha you are worried and upset about many things (laughs) What she said she had to do, this is what Jesus said, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are actually needed. Mary has chosen what is better. And so this morning, I, I don't have a long message. <laughs> I just have, I want us to really get alone with the Lord this morning. I really, I really want you to be able to zero in on what is distracting you you know in our lives right now uh, my daughter and her husband have bought a house and we are helping them paint and fix it up and and it's a lot of work it's a lot of work Thank God Abraham came home. He did the he power wash the sidewalk and power washed the gutters. and I mean, it's a lot of work. I, I know the lenses. you guys have been getting in a new house and, and, and it's so easy to get distracted by stuff. Stuff. A matter of fact, that stuff, guess what's going to happen to it. I can't hear you. My 67 Cougar is in the junk pit because it got rear ended after I sold it. And it no longer exists. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'd like to have it. But you know what? If I had a 1967 Cougar that I was to fix up, you know what it would be to me? Matter of fact, I would spend time on a dream that really doesn't matter But it fulfills an emotional need that takes me all the way back to high school It reminds me of the time where Karen was sitting on the console on a pillow as I'm driving to Ivanhoe's from Ball State University And this girl's you know, I'm gonna marry this girl (laughs) It, It reminds you of your high school years it doesn't matter I'm going to show a video here shortly that the Lord had me get. And and it may cause you to struggle with some of the stuff in it. But it shows what I think Pastor Tom was trying to say. And I think what happens in this house, i tell you, Pastor Tom's a good pastor. And by golly, I am too. And I'm not going to apologize for that. But I'm telling you, sometimes you guys don't listen to us. And you take us for granted. And sometimes we're decla- we are usually always declaring the word of the Lord. Are we messed up sometimes? And are we jacked up? Uh, well, mainly Tom, not me, but yes. <laughs> I mean. But I promise you, we are praying and we are seeking the heart of God for the souls of this house. And I have a responsibility before God that I will stand before Him, and I will have to give an account upon my life for you. Now that's heavy, because when I stand before God, if I don't warn you, that's going to be on my head according to Ezekiel, That that the blood of you will be on me, because I didn't warn. And so the word that Denny Kramer gave me years ago. Was get ready, get ready. No one lagging behind. Tell everybody to get ready. And there was even a prophetic word about get the flak jackets and get out the get rid of the baby bottles and don't baby people. Right. But it's time to confront and it's time to get moving. And we have a generation to win. We have a generation to capture. We have some things to accomplish that we cannot do on our own. But sometimes you guys, we all get numb in hearing. The voices that declare things from here, and we get bored, and we take each other for granted. But when Tom warned us, I don't think we heard, and I don't think we heeded as well as we could. And what I want to show on this video, you're going to have to read, because the video doesn't talk for you. <laughs> the video is only words, but the video shows the attempt of the enemy to distract you. And this t- the title of this video is Distracted. And I'm going to let it speak a thousand words. See if this challenges your heart. I'm calling us. I'm warning us. I'm warning myself. I'm warning us. I'm warning us. I'm warning us. us. The Lord is wanting to do something in this church and this region. And it won't be with half baked Christians or consumed Christians or too busy Christians or whatever. If you will withstand with me, I ask that you would deal with God this morning however you deal with God. Where has God been pushed out of your schedule? Where have you been distracted?